Okay, so um, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be real quick tonight, and then we're going to get into our groups. Um, I don't have a ton to say as much as I have a ton to just for you guys to engage with. And um, we are on a journey these three months of wholeness. We're saying, hey, we're fighting for wholeness. What does it look like for us to become whole? And one of the ways I think about that is that we have a life that works well. That we have a life that works well for whatever is needed of us, we can work well in it. So a life that works well. And let me tell you something. We don't just believe our way into a new life. We live our way into it. We don't just believe our way into a new life. It's not just changing your mindsets. There's other things to participate in that will grow you. And let me tell you something. God expects growth. God expects growth. And he, and he creates ways for that growth to come about and systems to bring that growth about. So if you are afraid of restrictions, limitations, the garden probably wasn't a great place because yet in the paradise there was still restriction. And limitation. In paradise, they could not eat of one tree. So the idea that your life can be spontaneously free with no limitations is, is a fallacy. It's not actually how the kingdom works. And so and God's not looking to make you productive. He's looking to make you whole. And a whole person is a very productive person. But his main goal is for you to be whole. And so we're going to dive into something that I've been working on, that I've been living in, just kind of doing myself, and then kind of preparing it for other people. Um, when I had to, when I bought a house, I had a really crappy backyard, and I would still consider it not to be a dream yet, but it had no irrigation. It was just garbage. It was just so bad, just so bad, just dirt, rock, all stuff. I had to take all the dirt out that was on the top layer. I'm literally shoveling. Me and Noah Balwig are shoving, shoveling dirt out of my yard, leveling it, preparing it, and then Luke and I dug trenches. Well, you, did you do a trench or you helped me with the pipe? You helped me with the pipe. That's what you did. And I dug trenches around the whole yard, and then I called Luke up. I was like, hey, I know you did your irrigation. You can help me figure out my irrigation. He's like, oh, dude, it's like adult, like Tetris and Legos. It's awesome. And so he, Luke helped me lay out all of it, and we put all the pieces together to then put all the dirt that we needed to put on top of it. And then I, had, I bought sod. And so sod is real grass, okay, but it's transplanted grass. And so it's grass that you lay down and you have to, if you don't have an irrigation system and you put sod down, it just dies in a matter of days. But if you have an irrigation system, the transplanted sod will grow and take root, but you have to have an irrigation system. So the idea is that God will offer you true fruit, true growth, but without an irrigation system to sustain what he wants to do. An encounter, as we can talk with Bethany, will happen to you and it could disappear or it could actually be this transplanted sod that God will grow with and the roots will take place if you have a system in your life. And so I'm not just talking about how you can do like a, like a Bible study in your life or pray. I want you to create an entire way of doing life that help, helps you grow what God wants to grow inside you. And you may wonder, like, how does that work? Well, guess what? I got it for you. Not all systems are not perfect, but this one is going to work for you if you want to use it. And in Ephesians 4.20, it says this, that we are learning Christ. And so it's as if Christ was a second language and you're putting in the effort to learn that second language. And that means you lean into it step by step. And we, we discipline ourselves. I talked about discipline last time. We train ourselves through practice. We exercise different things. And so in doing so, we become something we previously were not. 
Okay? And so we start to engage with the way of Jesus that starts to grow fruit inside of us and starts to transform our lives so that we are a good tree that bears good fruit. We're not just trying to grow fruit. We're trying to become good trees that bear good fruit. So our root systems work, all that kind of thing. And so God is anticipating growth from you, and he has plans to grow that. Here's what we're going to do. This is called the formation plan. We're going to get it to everybody. We have a bunch printed. So why don't we just get some of our team to hand those bad boys out. Claire's here. She's pregnant. She doesn't need to walk around. Just have somebody else do it. Amen. And so I'm going to go really quickly over it, and then you're going to take some time here. We're going to, in a, like, we're going to do like 10 minutes. You're going to answer some questions that you can answer while you're here, and then you're going to take some time with the Lord. So this is a plan that if you do it, I'm telling you right now, if you do it, you're going to start to see some deep transformation, some deep wholeness, some encounter with God is going to take place. Love for Scripture is going to change. All those things. Uh, so this is the, the formation plan. This is a way that I tend to even think about my relationship with God. I don't think about my relationship with God in just my prayer life. I think about my whole life, and I build a structure that supports the kind of life I want to have with God. And so these are a few things that you can incorporate in your own. And if you're like, I've never done anything, test something out for a month and see what happens. Because we are training harder, not trying harder. And training means progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. We're looking to move forward. So there's a, the, in the formation plan here, there's a monthly, and on the back side, there's a weekly. I'm going to quickly go over the monthly, and then I'm going to quickly go over the weekly one. Uh, we're obviously not going to get time to do everything in each part, but you can do some at home with the Lord and then just take care of it. But, so, in the prepare phase of this plan here, you will look at your a spiritual practice of the month. So a spiritual practice of the month could simply be, I'm going to fast once this month, or I'm going to fast twice this month, or once a week I'm going to fast, or I'm going to practice two minutes of silence um, every Monday. Or um, you want to figure out what is that spiritual practice you're going to do. And there's tons of ways to find those. Um, the book, The Celebration of Discipline has them. If you go to other places that talk about Christian spiritual practices, you'll find them. Meditation, you may include meditation as your thing, but I already have meditation in there, so don't include that yet. Um, but there's tons of different practice, spiritual practices you can do. Like, oh, I'm going to do solitude once a month where I'm going to spend alone time for a longer period of time with me and God. I'm going to go take a, a longer walk in silence. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to pray. I'm just going to be with God. You may include that in there. There's different ways to do this, uh, but spiritual practice of the month. And then, uh, and that's, you're just setting a goal. This is uh, a month for, for, this is something I want to do for a month. A book of the Bible of the month. Here's the deal. Most people try to bite off more than they can chew with the Bible, and they get discouraged, and then they don't like the Bible. Just pick one book of the Bible and read that book for a month. That's it. Just read a few. You may go, but there's a whole lot more, and I need to be read more. I'm like, well, you can either be really good at knowing one thing or really bad at knowing nothing. That's a double negative kind of thing because that's just the truth. You just become bad at it, and you're like, I don't really know anything. So just pick one, like Ephesians, Colossians. Take some. I was, I stood in Colossians for like a month and just read Colossians over and over and over again for a month. That's all I did. I just read that. That was the Bible, uh, the book of the Bible I read. Meditation verse. I have three or four that are my go-to verses for meditation. First Corinthians love chapter. I read. That's my go-to. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna meditate today on a verse. I'm doing love is patient. Oh Jesus, already I'm in a place. I'm like, all right, Lord, we're gonna do this. Love is patient. Love is kind. And like, for example, love is patient. Love is kind. What I will do with a meditation verse is go, I am patient. I am kind. I'll start to just chew on it like that and pray through it. 
So meditation verse of the month, it could be the verse that you go to, your go-to verse. You're like, I love this verse. Let that be the verse you pray over, ponder when you spend time with God. Now, on the, uh, underneath the influence, a question you want to ask yourself, what do you want your influence to be like this month? Meaning, how do you want to affect others? What's one thing you're thinking about going, this is not the kind of impact I want to have on other people. I, you know, an example could be, I want to be a non-anxious presence. I tend to walk into a room, anxiety spikes because I do this, this, and this often. I want to become a person that when I walk into a room, it becomes way more peaceful. And so you want to ask, all right, what kind of influence do I want to have on my environment, on the people around me this month? What do I want to grow in this month for influence-wise? Things you may have never asked yourself. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you holistically to look at your life and have change and growth. So if I was sitting with you one-on-one, this is the kind of stuff I would talk to you anyway. So I'm trying to replace meeting with me. (laughs) Work myself out of a job. Time with God. Just circle one day of the week. Progress here. Progress. One day of the week. Just circle one day of the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Pick one day. Set a time that day you're going to do it. Okay? Easy enough. Explained. So then dimensions of you. This is like a show. Um, so how do I plan to grow? In the dimensions of you, you have to recognize that you are physical, emotional, intellectual, social, and spiritual. Um, a verse that kind of, kind of, I don't have time to unpack it and how it speaks to this is Luke 10, 27, where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. These speak to all these components of who you are, your physical, your emotional, your intellectual, your social, and your spiritual. So, You're going to find some time to look at what does a physical well-being look like. Now, I'm not just saying that means sleep good. That is true. You should get good sleep. Um, Do I want to exercise? That's true. That's good. Um, Physical also is the idea that um, where we recognize our habits. And we go, okay, this is where um, most people who have destructive habits, it's just that recognizing, oh, wow, I'm not self-aware to change my life, and they're happening automatically through my body. You live through your body. If you could imagine it like this, your body is the earth in which you have dominion over where God wants to extend his will through you. And so if you don't have control over your body, this is why Paul has a real big issue with sexual sin. He's like, this is a, this, this is a body issue as well. It's not just like, oh, we're not just... Um, it's not just a spiritual dynamic that's happening, but there's, this is some, having something happen to your, your body. And so we have these destructive habits. Another, how am I going to physical well-being would be, I need to change the way I talk. And I'm going to adjust that. My physical well-being is connected to my talking, and that's happening. I'm not really conscious of that. So pick something that is you want to grow in physical. It could literally be running. This past month for me was like running. That's what I'm doing. And running has now become a whole new level of intercession for me where I'm like, I'm, I didn't imagine running. I would like to. I didn't imagine I, was, I would have enough of like awareness. I thought I would be so dead that I would pray. But now I'm fully like in this space. Where I'm like, oh, I'm praying for this while I'm running, praying for this while I'm running, prophesying over this while I'm running, doing these different things. And so physical well-being could be literally doing that or fasting. It's a physical. That's how we live out our spiritual life is in our bodies. Jesus resurrected with a body. You're going to go to heaven, and you're going to have a body. Just saying. I don't have time for that. Um, okay, emotional. Emotional well-being. So um, this is you recognizing, how do I grow in my EQ, my emotional intelligence? What, what should I be doing? 
to grow in that. Don't worry. You may even go, I don't really know how to do this. I don't even know what my next step is for this. I want to grow in my emotions. Or somebody may even be like, I don't even care about emotions. I'm like, this is a good one for you then. Um, Emotional well-being, you could literally say, I'm going to do the weekly practice of my core emotions. We'll get to that in a moment. You could just, but if you're wondering, an easy start, just write in there. Weekly practice of the core emotions. We'll figure it out. But emotion, you, you could also read books. You know, grab a Brene Brown book. Grab uh, the book Emotional Intelligence and read the book on emotional intelligence this month. You can couple that with intellectual well-being. Learn something. Now, when I mean learn something, I don't mean read a couple Instagram posts believing you have enough knowledge to think you know something. Don't, I, I, if a young adult comes to me and says, hey, I'm going to change my theology because I read a post, I'm going to go, whoa, super fragile. I'm like, super fragile. That if an Instagram post can change everything about you, you are already very, very fragile. You need it to actually learn how to think and how to critically think. I'm not saying that Instagram posts can't have influence on you. I'm simply saying if you read one and you're like, forget it, the Bible isn't even real. I'm like, oh, wait, you were already, already in that direction a long time ago. And so intellectual well-being is your learning to study and read, learn something. This is you taking back your mind and recognizing, oh, you know what? I actually need to include meditation in my life because my mind is chaos and racing. So my intellectual well-being is going to be meditation. This month, this is how I'm going to get my mind set. And, or I'm going to renew my mind. I want to read some promises about my life that I've forgotten, that I haven't prepared for, I haven't thought about. Or this could literally be connected to your emotional well-being again and be like, you know what? I'm going to start recognizing some things good about me that I have not been thinking about me. And I'm going to think those good thoughts about me. Okay. So you're social as well. You're social being. So if you're thinking like, we're, I'm not trying to have everybody go for the fences and swing for the fences and do home runs, but I am trying to make you more aware of your social dynamics. I'm going, all right, how am I going to grow socially? If you're wondering, one way I can grow socially is this, simply this. Ask someone around you, hey, what kind of impact do I have on you? This month, I'm going to ask one friend to go, honest truth, tell me one thing I could work on being around you and one thing that I do well when I'm around you. Easy. You're like, I'm, trust me, you're going to get something that you're going to be like, dang it. I'm like, I wish I never asked you. <laughs> but you need that. You need that feedback loop in your life. You need that information. So if you're going, I haven't had anybody ever tell me in my relationship. I remember a guy got laid off at a job here at one point, And the conversation that he had, they were like, okay, we're going to let you go. This, is, this has been happening. This. And he said, well, none of, my, none of my friends say that about me. And they said, all your friends are the ones that told us. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. So my friends really don't want, can't really talk to me at all. And I'm like, sounds like it. Sounds like it. So if you're like, man, I have never got feedback from my friends, it's a good day to do it. It's a good day to do it. Social well-being, figure that out. You can do it through reading other books about how to get better at social like life. How do I do better with um, figuring out, all right, what does empathy look like? Like, oh, wow, this is affects my social dynamic because I lack empathy. You know, me, I set out when COVID hit, I bought a book on empathy because I was like, I want to just grow in my empathy. And so I bought a book that I was like, you know what, just, I'll just see what this book says about empathy. And I had great conversations about empathy um, and learned a lot about empathy. Then spiritual well-being. This could be literally saying, I'm going to do the formation plan. Or you're, you can say, I'm going um, uh, to attend uh, you can literally set it to be like, I'm going to attend tribe every Tuesday for this month. 
And that's going to be my spiritual plan of growth right now. I'm going to invest that kind of energy. That's what we're thinking there. Reflection happens at the end of the month. You read those questions. Those are easy to get. Um, uh, and if you have questions, talk to the Lord about them. Um, okay, weekly well-being goals. You can take these monthly goals and break them down to a week. And just go, this week I'm going to do this, this week I'm going to do this, this week I'm going to do this, and this week I'm going to do this. And you look to set that expectation on there. Um, time with God, the one that you made for the month, that week when it comes up, circle it up and let, let it happen. Um, core emotions. So if you are unaware of your emotions, you can't process them, this is going to be crucial for you. And you may say, I, it's a sin to do this. I'm like, oh, we'll have another conversation another day because it's not. Just trust me on that one. Um, Anger. I felt anger when, just simply process it. I felt anger when, for me, today would be, um, I would, if I'm just going to, I'm going to go through all of these emotions right now in front of you. So you're like, oh, that's what it's kind of like. Um, today, I felt anger when I was in a staff meeting and we talked about something that did not matter. I felt anger. Great. I felt shame today when my, when my son said to me, I don't want to talk to you right now. I felt shame in that moment. Uh, guilt. Uh, I felt guilt when um, today. Where did I feel guilt today? I felt guilt with Daniel. I talked to Daniel after a meeting. I said, hey, I felt some guilt with what I said to you in that meeting. I'm not, he doesn't need to do anything about it. I'm just telling him I felt guilt. Um, not because of him. It's what's happening in me. So I'm letting you in on something there. Okay, I felt guilt there. Fear. Um, I felt fear today when a car hit a fire hydrant behind me while I was running and the girl was cut her face, and she's bleeding, and I go to the car, and I'm like, whoa, I feel some fear. People are like, fear not. I'm like, it's there. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, fear not. It's there. Uh, what there's, fear not in the Bible is this. Don't let fear become your master. Not Fear not, because we all know where you didn't say, I choose fear today. Sad. Um, I felt sad when my, my kids were sick today, uh, and my wife was starting to feel sick. I felt sad about that. Um, hurt, hurt. When did I feel hurt today? I don't know if I felt hurt today yet. Yet. Today still, someone's going to say something to me at the end of the service. <laughs> my shoes are bogus. I felt hurt when Luke said my shoes were bogus. Um, the other day, so joy. Joy today um, when um, getting to give Bethany a gift brought me a lot of joy. Um, I have a lot of joy giving gifts. So that's easy how it is. Like that was me in one day. Me in one day, just a nutshell snapshot. You just, you're doing this for the week. You're going to have plenty of those opportunities to process that. But if you don't process your emotions, it's going to stunt your spiritual growth and your whole life growth. Holistically, you won't grow. So core emotions, do that every week and watch what God starts to do when you become aware of what's going on inside you and you start to process it. I forgot to include something on here, um, and I'm realizing I forgot to include it right now, um, but you're going to do it anyway. Right at the bottom... Of the, flip it over on the monthly side, right on the bottom. Say this, who will be the person that I will tell what I'm doing? Yeah, so essentially you can say, who's my accountability partner I'm going to tell? Because when you, whenever you do that, like, you know stuff starts to get a little bit bigger because then it's always like, hey, how are you doing with that? And you always come up with a reason versus just honestly saying, man, I just feel guilt that I haven't done that. There's a great opportunity. I felt guilt that I said I was going to do this and I didn't. Awesome. Easy. Process it. Move forward. 
Um, so that's what I want us to do. It, you don't have to do it. This isn't a forced thing, but I'm telling you right now, if you take this, these steps, you're going to see some real spiritual change and holistic growth in your life. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to break up into, uh, sorry, I'm not going to um, have you answer those questions right now. What I'm going to have you do is break up into homes and you guys can dialogue about certain components of this thing that you're excited about, fearful about. You may be able to get your emotions out. You might say, I feel fear that I'm not going to follow through. That's a great fear to process. I have a fear that I'm going to start this and not finish it. Anybody have that fear already? Anybody? Anybody? Raise your hand. Yeah. Look at that. See? You all got it. It's there. We're like, oh, yeah, I get that. Okay, cool. Um, And so that's what we're going to do. So home one, two, three, four. I got confused for a second. So three in the corner, four in this corner. One, two, three, four. And you're just going to discuss this plan and think about it. You may say it's bogus. I don't care. That's fine. Say it's bogus. Um, I'll feel hurt by it, but that's fine. Uh, I haven't got hurt today. There you go. So if somebody just needs to say it's bogus, then I'll be hurt. Um, um, go for it. Break up. 